Kids, we're going to dismiss kids. Yes, go ahead. Thank you. All right. Super. Super. You know, love is a wonderful and powerful thing. Uh, Remembering uh, or remembrance, uh, calling to mind uh, those things can be difficult sometimes, can be a challenge. Um, You know, I think about my own mother and and uh, bless her heart, um, she is almost 90, and her um, memory is failing, failing every, every single day more and more. And uh, it's tough uh, when those things happen, but mothers are a blessing, and, uh, and remembering them is certainly such an important thing. Don't forget to remember a great message in that song. Uh, today is Mother's Day. As we've talked about already so many times. And on Mother's Day, many across the country will be preaching on what we have come to know as the Proverbs 31 woman. You know, that, that woman uh, who is uh, people like to talk about. Uh, she has the beauty of a movie star. She has the domestic ability of a chef. She has the stamina of a world-class athlete. The intellect of a genius the sensitivity of Mother Teresa, the business sense of a Fortune 500 CEO. You get the picture, right? I mean, you read Proverbs 31, and it's like, who is this woman, right? And, and we aspire, we chase after that goal. As women or even as men as individuals, to be a better person, to be a better kind of person. But listen, the fact of the matter is we're all a work in progress, Right? And so sometimes we look at that woman in in Proverbs 31 and we go, who could ever measure up to that? And actually talking about it kind of sends us away a little bit bummed out. You know, I I don't quite measure up. I'm I'm not that person that the Scripture talks about right there. And and so as I think about that this morning and and the idea of of pursuing that excellence, I've got to share a little personal story. And, um, and we made a mistake. We brought goats home yesterday. <laughs> and somehow, some way, we thought that was a good idea, right? And they're little goats. I mean, little, little goats, right? And we get them home, and they're all cuddly and lovey. And they're so cute. And you just think, this is wonderful. And I'd work to fix a, an enclosure for them and build them a little shed and all of these things. And we take him and we put him down in that little enclosure that I'd made. And we think, boy, isn't this great? And this little goat just hops right over and goes Whoop, right through the fence. The, the, the squares in the fence were too big. The goat's too small. And out the goat goes. We talk about pursuit. For the next 30 minutes, we pursued. David and Joanna showed up and they joined you know, the, the corral. And um, we were all running and goat herding, and, and we finished, and we finally got the goats captured. And we were all like, oh, I haven't ran that much in forever, you know. But pursuing, pursuing. We weren't going to give up until the goat was captured, until the goat was, was finally back where it belonged. When we pursue excellence, whether it be the Proverbs 31 woman or anything else in God's Word, when we pursue excellence, we can't give up. We have to keep pursuing until we reach the goal finally. 
until we're at that destination finally. But what I want to share with you this morning is that we're not going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. We're going to talk about two other ladies that were mothers in God's Word. And, and I think they probably are pretty significant and pretty important because they are found in the family tree of Jesus himself. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, Matthew, the very first chapter. And in Matthew, the very first chapter, there are actually four women who are listed in the family lineage or or in, in the family tree of Jesus. But in the fifth verse of Matthew chapter 1, there is mention of two people, two women. It's really hard to overcome. And here we find Ruth, and she was obligated. She was connected to the faith of her childhood, a faith that was a pagan god, a, a faith that did some, some pretty um, unimaginable things as a part of their acts of worship. And, and as we look at that and we understand that, we see Ruth's transition in life when she looked at her mother-in-law. And she found an example in her of how to live as a woman, how to live as a wife, how to live as a, as a mother, and, and do the things that, that you should do to be the woman that God had called you to be. And we know the story as it unfolds that all of the males of that family, were, were they died. And so here are the women. Here's, here's the mother, Naomi, and, and here are the daughter-in-laws, and Ruth is one of the daughter-in-laws. And, and so Naomi, Naomi says to them, hey, it's time for you to go back to your people. <laughs> you know, my sons are gone. My husband's gone. There's no, there's no tie here anymore. That there's nothing necessary. There's no commitment or obligation. And you would think at that point that Ruth would go, yeah, I need to get back to my roots. I need to get back to where I came from. But listen, if you would, in Ruth, and listen to what she says in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you. Or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me. And worse, if anything, but death parts you and me. Ruth's life had changed. She was no longer obligated or connected to that old faith that she had grown up in because she had seen the true and living God in her mother-in-law. And she had seen the example that she had given in her life. And she desired to be more like her and less like her past. And so she began to change and she became a different woman. She had a new direction. Did you notice what she said in that text? She says, listen, don't, don't, don't send me away. But where you go, I'll go. A new direction. I'm not following the past. I'm not following my family. I'm not following those things that were in the past. That's not who I am anymore. I'm going to go in a new direction. I'm going to follow you. Where you go, I am going to go. She had a new dependence. She said, where you lodge, I'll lodge. She was dependent upon Naomi. We're we're going to go through this together. We're going to work through this with one another. We've experienced some loss and we're going to get through this with one another. She, she had a new desire. In her new desire, listen to what she said. She said, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. She had a new desire to be a different person than she was in the past. For her life to change and go in a new direction. For, for her to, to have a new dependence, have a new desire. She had a new devotion and a dedication. And, and she had a new destiny. Did you hear what she said? She said, where you die, 
where I'm going to die. And where you're buried, that's where I'm going to be buried. There's a new destiny for me. There's a new destination in my life. And it's no longer tied to those things of the past. I have seen what God has done in your life, and I want Him to do that in my life. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. I'm following a new God. She let go of the pagan God that she had been raised with, the pagan God that her family had taught her and shown her, and she said, I'm going to follow the true and living God. I'm going to follow the God that that I have seen what He has done in your life, and I'm going to allow that to change who I am. Nothing greater could be said of any mother, any woman, any Christian, or any believer than what... Ruth's future husband said about her in Ruth chapter 3 and verse 11. He says, Now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you whatever you ask for all my people. This is all the people, all the town, all the village, all my people in the city know that you are a woman of excellence. Her life had changed. She wasn't the woman she used to be. Her life was different. She didn't worship the old God. She didn't worship the pagan God. She she worshiped the true God. And the true God began to change who she was and change the direction, the desires, and the devotion of her life. And we see all of this change taking place until finally the man who would become her husband looks at her and he says, Listen, everybody knows that you are a woman of excellence. Her reputation was not what it used to be. Her life had been changed by the love of God and the grace of God and the forgiveness of God. And she was now a woman of excellence after God's heart, doing exactly what God had called her to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says this, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are gone. Behold, new things have come. New in Christ. Don't let what others think define you. Don't live in the past. It can be forgiven. Do listen to the leading and the calling of God. And when you follow after Him and pursue Him, and pursue Him without stopping, when we pursue Him, then we come to know Him, and He says everything will be new in our life. The old is gone. The new has come. And, and when we talk about new in Christ, that's the best kind of mom to have in all the world. is someone who is new in Christ. So this morning we're going to sing an invitation hymn. And as we prepare for invitation hymn this morning, we simply want to invite you. Maybe there's a past that you need to let go of. Maybe you've been living and letting others and what they think of you define who you are. Maybe you haven't been listening to God and His call and His direction in your life and on your heart. But if there's a decision on your heart today, won't you come as we stand and we sing?